0: Uh, My name is Ruth Park, and I'm pleased to be here um, today with um, Roberta Antonini and Peter Robinson, the editors and translators of the latest edition to the Puntia series, um, Georgia Bassani's Collected Poems. Um, We extend a warm welcome to Professor Antonini and Professor Robinson. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Glad to be um, here. Thank you for inviting us. No, thank you. Um, so you both have published other translations um, from the Italian and have authored several publications on Italian poetry. Um, can you each briefly tell us about your research interests and how you got to this text?
1: Uh, yes, I think I, I, I start. Um, um, Peter and I uh, know, have known each other for about four or five years now um, and uh, it also I mean in my case it also started with um, with teaching uh, many years ago I developed a course on uh, on uh, Bassani's novel uh, the the garden of the Finzi Contini or an advanced Italian uh, course and then um, was interesting because it's also as the, as the film attached to it by the Sika, who won an Oscar. So I thought it was ideal for students so we could, could read the novel and watch the, the movie. And then uh, from, from then, um, uh, a few years later, we um, together with a colleague, we published a, a we edited a, a collection of essays on Bassanis uh, written by many scholars both from United States and Italy, um, uh, working on Bassani. And then from there, you know, uh, because Bassani has been translated in English, but poems were not, I've started working on um, existing translations in English of poems by Bassani. And there were when I met, uh, when I met uh, Peter, I, I sent in an email because I found that he had already translated many poems by, by Giorgio Bassani. And over, you know, the, the course of a year, we met a couple of times and we decided to, um, to uh, go on uh, with the translation. And, um, and I have to say that the passion for translation is, to, for me, is linked to the teaching of Italian. And also another course I developed on literary translation. I am a, a native speaker, as you can say. So Peter and I have been collaborating and it's been a very it's a wonderful experience.
2: So I um, started getting interested in translating poetry when I was an undergraduate, actually, in York, in back in the 1970s. And I um, did a course on French symbolist poetry. and My French was very, very poor, so I had to work very hard on it. And, and really, I had to kind of either read translations of the poems or try to translate them myself in order to understand them. And I think it started off from there, but it really um, and I was trying to write my own poetry and it kind of accelerated through my graduate years which is when I came across the name Giorgio Bassani for the first time, because a a couple of his poems were translated by a poet I was studying, a British poet who'd spent much of his career in America called Donald Davy, who translated a couple of the early poems. One a kind of fairly loose imitation and the other one quite a close rendering. And and these were the early poems and I was rather struck by them. And so I tried to find out more about it and, and didn't have much luck really. I only found very, very few translations around including the very early ones by the earliest ones I think by William Weaver or very nearly the earliest it, it just sort of hung around in the background really and I, I would occasionally come across um, anthology poems of, of Bassani's usually from the early ones which attracted me a lot and so I would translate them there was an idea I would do an anthology of Italian poetry at one point and I did a few for that and um, eventually uh I I actually wrote an imitation of his early poems in in about 2015, a, a sequence of my own imitating his early style, and I felt so indebted that I thought I ought to translate them all, and because his his centenary was coming up, and then I I looked for ways of of trans of um doing more work and publishing them, and that was when Roberta got in touch with me, and it was this sort of lucky thing that I was interested in doing the early poems. And then along came Roberto, who was interested in the whole thing, which meant that we could then collaborate together. And you know, over the, the following four to five years, we managed to do it all.
1: You also, you know, you know, also introduced a little bit of Giorgio Bassani. Uh, that actually, um, the first translation of one of his novels was just two years after it was published in Italian, and that was 1960 when the gli occhiali d'oro, the golden spectacles, were published in this in this country, and then and in the UK, and then one after the other came all his novels, one after the other, until. Uh, quite recently, the uh, the uh, novel of Ferrara, which is the collection of all his novels, came out in this country as well, which is very important because uh, that, that's a collection in Italian we say collezione d'autore, meaning that it was a precise wish by Bassani to collect all them together and to read them one after the other according to the order they are you know collected in the book. And so Bassani is I think is quite well known in this country, especially because he was of Jewish uh, origin, you know is offered uh, also in uh, Jewish studies department. You know, when I started studying him, I found out that many colleagues were offering actually uh, some of these uh, for example, some of these short stories. Um, and then you know, throughout his life, Bassani had you know quite a close relationship with this country and with Canada. He was visiting professor in many institutions, like Indiana University, for example, or Berkeley as well. And um, and so you know, it was well known. And also, it as since a very early age, yeah, you know, when he was a young intellectual, uh, before you know, um, before the end of the war, during the Fascism, he was reading. Many, you know, uh, American and uh, North, you know, and English, uh, English authors. So, you know, there is a close relationship, I must say, between Bassani and this country. And to this end, you know, there have been many publications and and also meetings, you know, uh, scholarly meetings about that. So there are many people studying, you know, this relationship of, of Bassani with with United States. So we thought that you know poems were only the was the right moment to come up come out with the with the poems.
0: Thank you for that uh little introduction of Basani. So poetry often serves as a means for self-exploration, um, self-expression, and personal exploration. Um how do you think Basani's poetry reflects his personal experiences? Um and like you mentioned earlier, Professor Antonini, um, his upbringing as the son of, um, middle-class Jewish parents during the rise of fascism in Italy, and how does he transform those experiences into something that is universally meaningful?
1: Uh, we wanna we would just say that Bassani uh, fits into that incredible, incredibly uh, al- alive and 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 productive. Period of time that is after the war, where as a young intellectual and having been also a partisan and anti fascist, he contributed to uh, a great period for Italian literature together with Pasolini, with Natalia Ginzburg, uh, with Calvino as well. So, um, in order to understand Bassani, it's also interesting to understand you know, the background in this respect, and also because he was he was Jewish, Uh, he was also um, kind of, I don't know, more open in a way to understand, um, you know, how it was to be a minority. Um, This is a complicated uh, um, thing to just to explain in few words for Bassani uh, being an integrated Jewish like many Italian Jewish were, you know, uh, and many of them were also fascist. Uh, It came like, you know, like an incredible, Bad, bad surprise you know when the the racial laws were published so that they felt betrayed and even though you know could be for many of them that period of time was a tragedy for bassani who actually said it in in an interview in a tv interview that was maybe the best time of his life why because he became aware and that's when be, being a jewish you know and being part of a minority uh, and 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 consequent, consequently becoming an anti-fascist and go to prison for that. And so that was so important for him. So I think it's difficult. It's, it's understanding Bassani needs to be, you know, to take this into consideration, even though I cannot say, you know, maybe, I don't know, Peter, if you agree with me, that he's not really a Jewish writer. He's, first of all, an Italian writer, but Jewishness is all over. And sometimes only... Like suggested, but is always there. Even in, when he was very young, and he wrote these short stories that he then never collected. But still, you know, there is always, you know, this character, you know, that was Jewish, and and uh, also, um, and that. And then I just wanted to add that in in these terms, you know, he wrote this exceptional, incredible for me uh, uh, first novel that is Giacchali Doro, the Golden Glasses, where uh, the protagonist who is telling the story is Jewish, and is you know. Could be Bassani or someone else, but is Jewish, and then the protagonist is this homosexual doctor that uh, suicides himself at the end of the book. And I think that's to to be writing something like that at the end of the fifties was incredibly uh, was really an incredible act of courage, you know. And and it was never. You know, Bassani was always like that. Very courageous in this respect.
2: The the, the thing to really emphasise is that Ferrara was a, a, a town in which a whole slice of the, as you say, the Ruth, the the, the wealthy people, the landowning people, were Jewish, and they were very established in the town. And they they held high positions in the um, in the Comune and so on. So they were and and it, it, it what. What really happened, That's a, and right through the fascist period from 1922 to 1938, when the racial laws were introduced, many of them were on the side of Mussolini, Mussolini's government. And so there's this, I think it's that sort of shock of betrayal. And I think you could say that for Bassani, a very assimilated Jewish writer, it's really the the fact that people have suddenly decided to be prejudiced against him that makes him aware of his Jewishness, that that brings his Jewishness into into focus, and then for the rest of his life, he's addressing that that experience, and also of course the uh, the 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 Shoah, which he he managed to escape, uh, although some members of his family didn't, and a great many of his fellow Ferrarese Jews uh, also didn't, as as of course the garden that Finzi Contini makes. Uh, absolutely clear the the, the really uh, strange and, and, and actually I think almost unique thing about Bassani's poetry is the way that it falls into these two very different periods the the fact that he wrote poetry from about 1942 poetry that he published anyway, from 1942 through to the middle to late 50s, which was writ- written in a, a fairly traditional style with regular rhyming stanzas and um, clear metrical structures and a, a quite dense and rather artful, artistic kind of diction and language, very much related to the kind of post-Hermetic style of the 1930s. And I would translated all of um, Vittorio Serenius poetry, uh, including all the poems from that period. And so I was kind of familiar with the, the idiom. Of the of 1930s Italian poetry, but then if you look at his later poetry, which was written after he'd written all the novels, I think the first of the, mm. um, the of the later poems was published in 1974. So there's there's over there's something like a quarter century between the first period and the latter period, and the, the later poems are written. They don't rhyme. They they're written in free verse. Um, they're written in in a, a quite different tone of voice, much more colloquial. Very direct, uh, outspoken, and the challenge of translating these two different kinds, and so, and also, of course, the later poetry is written by a very well-established, successful, internationally recognised author, whereas the early poetry is written by an an unknown intellectual uh, in a provincial part of Italy. So the challenges of of, uh, of addressing those two styles is was, was one of the one of the things that's been of such interest and, and such a challenge working with Roberta?
0: So translating poetry, um, like you said, um, is um, a balancing act, um, as some might say, um, between staying true to the letter and rhythm of the target language. Uh, were there any particular examples of this uh, common uh, tension or uh, struggle? Um that come to mind from translating Basani's poems. I think you kind of uh, touched on this earlier, but um, if there are any like examples in particular, we
2: we we talked about this question actually and and had a bit of a think about it. And if I remember rightly, our feeling is that the real the big challenge of translating Basani, whether early or late, is not so much the the language itself, but the syntax. And the, the the grammatical structure of the sentences, um, although the the challenge is different again. As I as I implied from what I was saying about the early and the late poetry, I think that the challenges are very different. In in the early poetry, the challenge is that he's got a very often very tortuous and and, and uh, compressed kind of syntax, which he's also managing to rhyme in fairly regular stanzas as well. So that you've got the You've got the sort of classic problem of translating rhyming poetry. Do you rhyme or not? Do you try to imitate the rhyme or not? And people have have approached this in rather different ways. Maybe Roberta can help me out a bit here with this. But my, my sense of it is that we didn't sort of work out what the rhyme scheme of the original is. Say it's A, B, B, A or something like this. We didn't work out what the rhyme scheme was and then try to write something that matches the rhyme scheme. Because we thought that would just produce inaccurate paraphrase, basically. If you try to do that, what you produce is a kind of inaccurate paraphrase. So if you want the poem, poetry to be accurate, as, as accurate as you can get it to what the original is actually saying, but you also want it to have the form of poetry, you've got to compromise along that line a bit. So with the early poetry, we tried to get it to be rhythmical and we tried to get it to rhyme where that would fit pretty naturally with the sense, where we wouldn't be forcing it too much. Do you think that's fair, Roberta?
1: Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I was also commenting on the fact that, you know, what is really characteristic of Bassani's language is the syntax, which is quite complicated in a different way in the two, in the two groups of poems, but actually that's something that links them. You know, the the sometimes, you know, and that's the the value of collaboration is, you know, I have two things to say. One is the value of a collaboration where you really, um, for example, there were instances in which I had to read the poem several times and to try to make sense of the syntax, uh, especially in the first in the first production. Uh, where, you know, that the construction of the sentence was uh, like in Latin, sometimes the subject was at the end of the entire stanza and so sometimes it was really difficult to make sense of it, so I helped in this matter to, uh, with Peter, to Peter. Yeah, there but, were some cases uh,
2: where I have to admit I was a bit baffled and plumped <laughs> by, by some of this syntax. But I think. There, yeah, were, and, there were and, occasions where it was all right, but there were some occasions when I was really flummoxed by it.
1: Yeah. And, and also um, when you read aloud a poem, you know, and I was listen to the Italian and I could catch some of the rhymes and some of the sounds. And then I would read the English and then some of them were were the same. Some of them were not there and some of them were even better. So that's my Second, you know, uh, I second thing I want to say. Sometimes the translation is even better the, the, than the original because you know, in 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 your in trying, you know, to convey both the meaning and the sound, sometimes you find better solution because you try so hard, you know, and, 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 especially with Bassani that actually worked on his poems, hundreds of times, you know, there are many variants and he was someone that wanted to be precise. So that's, I think what Peter and I try to do, you know, never take anything for granted. And also our way of translating is to be closer, to the closest possible to the letter of the text. Uh, which is one of those debates in translation: Are you translating beautifully, uh, but betraying the text, or are you translating? You know, you don't betray the text, but then the translation is bad. Which is, I think, it's it's a negation.
2: I mean, it's it's a false dichotomy. I think yes, to be one. Yes. one um, there are many comments of this sort, but I, I, I don't personally believe them. Although I do think, as you as you said, Ruth, from the beginning, that it, that you're you're in a kind of you're in a conflict of responsibilities of course and you're having to balance lots of different responsibilities with every you do, word you do. That, right? you do you balance them you that's do. the point and you know one of the one of the, the things i like to say is that if you're going to be faithful to something you can't be the same as it you no know, in, in relationships as it were when you're faithful to somebody it's not because you're the same as them it's because you keep close to them so that's what we try i think we've tried to be faithful in that sense
1: also acknowledging, you know, the the difficulty of the poet itself or the poet herself, you know, when, yeah. when you write. So you know, it's the same. You know, when you translate, you do you do exactly the same thing. You, you agonize over choices of words, you know, and 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 you try to. Sometimes you even overdo, you know, because sometimes you know as. I don't remember, maybe Montale or Calvino. No, Montale said to Calvino, you know, that in over-interpreting, you are ruining the poems, you know. So you also have to be careful on that, you know, and not, to, to not overdo. And I think that's the beautiful part of, of the collaboration, because in two, you can arrive, you get to this balancing act, you know, because the, yeah, the two voices... The-
2: it's a really important thing not to i i've said it in an, in an article an essay about Bassani's poetry it's it's really important i think not to think that uh, providing a translation of a poem means providing an explanation for it yeah what you were do- talking about the
1: accuracy right yes.
2: That you need to be
1: accurate accurate
2: you need to be accurate even to the difficulty
1: <laughs> it's 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 an incredibly rewarding kind of work but it's it's tough. It's it's mm. you know, and <laughs> but it's rewarding because at the end you have this beautiful new text, you know, and you are given life to a new text, and other people can enjoy it. So I think at the end it really pays off.
2: So there was we, we, we were we were also thinking about a couple of occasions where we'd had some difficulties, and um, we solved the problem by not translating it. I mean, there's one the, there's there was one translation that I did originally, that, and it's even been published a couple of times with with my with my version of the first line which is it's got the word Italian word arena in it it's the poem the salute to rome poem which is so it's it's about rome i i decided that the word arena here must be referring to the italian word for uh, uh, one of the italian words for sand and so i put sand in the first line and at a certain point quite recently actually i think quite late in the day roberta thought that surely this is referring to the the coliseum or something like this so we need to actually have arena
1: still so you we, know is ambiguous in italian because ambiguous. in italian really it could be arena uh, sand or arena arena yeah. and that's something that in english you cannot
2: you can't do you know you can do so you have to either go one way, way or the other yeah <laughs> and so i went i went for the sand i went the sand way originally as it were but we decided in the end to go the uh, uh, arena way, as it were, because um, it's a salute to Rome. And maybe he's referring to you know the very famous arena in Rome. That's an example of where um, you, can't do, you can't have both meanings. So you got to plump one way or the other. And in fact, there are now extant texts of this translation, first one way and then the other. The other example that we, we thought about was the translation of the Italian word mamma. And we we played around with this word a bit, didn't we? We had mum in it, I think, and maybe mom at some point as well. So, but I think in a number of cases we decided again to to translate it with mama, to give a sort of flavour of the original. The word autostrada as well, where we we were we were going with expressway and things like this, and then we decided to leave it in the Italian.
1: Yeah, but speaking about uh, mamma, um, sometimes in English you could have in Italian you can have madre. And it's very, very formal, whereas in, it, in, in English, mother could be used to, to speak directly to your mom. And mm. so every time you have to balance and to try to understand what the author means there, what is the, uh, the, the mood of the poem, you know, if it's uh, a mood for mother, or it's a mood for mom. And, and, you know, and many, many interesting discussions followed which with the collaborator, you know, they kind of become richer and richer. And so, at the end, you may you may be almost sure that you know your translation or or mama maybe is the right one. <laughs> That's
0: so interesting to see, like all these like different um, ways that you know a text
1: can be translated. Okay, maybe if we have time, we could very very quickly uh, speak about pidats, Peter, because that was an interesting uh, in yes. one of the poems. Yeah, one of the poems of the second yeah. period where Basani is very colloquial and speaks about. Precisely about you know um, about things that happen at this time you know about uh, about uh, historical you know events about and so in one in one occasion there was this word it was written P-D-A-Z, that's pidaz that's p i d a z that actually doesn't mean anything in Italian was written with a capital letter uh, so we searched and searched we talked with, with Ferrarese people thinking that maybe it was dialect for uh, Piede, piedone, which means big foot, and from then becomes a metaphor for football, for, for soccer. And you know that soccer is very popular in Italy, right? So, and Bassani's father was a fan of the the Ferrara team, and, and but didn't make any sense. If we were reading the, uh, the, the the poem, you know, really So we we decided to leave it in Italian and uh, leave to the reader. You know the fact that we didn't understand, and and you know, of course, when translating, you really need to understand the text; otherwise, you cannot translate. By chance, because we, William... we
2: asked lots of scholars as well, scholars of, of of Bassani's poetry, nobody came up with an answer. And then, by chance, as you were saying, Roberta, what happened?
1: Yeah, I yeah I I, I stumbled in this word "partito d'azione," which was a party. Um, that was founded after you know during the war at the end of the war, uh, and where pa- Bassani was a member, and is is a short for Partito d'Azione. So P, like in like in P, the P, P the letter that's, uh, There's a short for Azione. P Daz, and then all of a sudden, all became clear. You know, that's the Partito d'Azione, and uh, there was you know, and and then also we found that William Weaver. Who translated? Um, we found this word in another of pa- of Bassani's uh, novels, and and and. And, and Weaver translated that novel, and it translated with Partito d'Azione in Italian. Action Party, actually, no, not in Italian, in English.
2: And Bassani was still alive when um, Weaver was translating, and they probably talked about it, so that Weaver's translation is probably safe. So so finally we landed on the right translation for that as well, I think.
1: Yeah, but there was you know, like a chance, and I was, we were ready to just, you know, give up on these pidats, And uh, so we are kind of proud, actually. <laughs> Was one Please of those
2: definitely. small
1: achievements. Yes, yes <laughs> the joys of the translator. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, by complete chance. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so, given that Professor Antonini um, resides in America and Professor Robinson um, in the UK, um, well, you talked a bit about how this collaboration began, um, but um, American English and British English can be very different at times. And so um, we're wondering if you encountered any distinctive challenges related to these differences in English.
1: I, like Peter, uh, respond by just saying that I'm not American American speaker, even though I, I resided in this country for many years, um, I'm, and uh, um, so there was not really for me. Even though sometimes I, I just wrote something in 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 American, and, and Peter would say and we would discuss about that. So Peter,
2: your... yeah. So 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 Roberta's Roberta's American uh, English is is inflected with American usages. Like actually, lots of European um, you know, European English. For example, if you meet Dutch people, they almost all speak with a slight American accent and they use american idioms it's also true that you know i've i've lived in england since um since the time of the beatles and before and i've watched an, a million american films and um met many american people and so on so the fact is that on the on the european side of the pond um american english is very familiar with us and in fact american english has inflected the speech of People of generations younger than me, as well, to a much greater extent than it inflects mine. So there is a way in which the difference between English and American is is a sort of complex area of negotiation rather than like a kind of dividing line. I'm not sure there is a dividing line between the two languages. They're kind of interacting and 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 blurring with each other at, at places. Um, there are and there are, there are as it were lots of little signals like m-o-m like mom you're in, in in england we tend to spell it m-u-m yeah and so and i think probably if you put mum in it would it, into in a translation of mama for example it would look right very british we tried to avoid things which would look sort of very british but at the same time I mean, or very happened, american we, as well very american for that matter but but, it, but i there's also an area where we went american because i mean i i published um Luciano Erba, both of the the, the, the poets have published large books of Luciano Erba and Vittorio Serena. They were published in in America, and you know I can very, I can clearly remember changing, um, I think you know goods train to freight train, for Princeton University Press, and so we did a little bit of that. You know, like we took the U out of color and things like that. So you know, all of the uh, all of the word the spellings we we Noah Webster's spellings are. our our standard, as it were, in in the book. And there are occasions where we've just adjusted the the language so that it's not really kind of very British English sounding. But equally, we haven't translated it in in kind of what you might call a strong American idiom. It's kind of a bit transatlantic in that respect.
0: Well, uh, thank you for uh, being here today with me to discuss this remarkable publication. Um, Basani's Collected Poems is out now, um, and you can find it wherever you get your books. Thank you.